Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Thank you for your company on Money FM 89.3. I'm Ziaul Raushan with you all the way till noon, all week long. And I'm joined in the studio now by Dan Ko, producer of the show. Dan, how are you? Good morning, Raushan. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you too. Now it's time for Money and Me, and we're going to be talking about REITs. In the third quarter of this year, Singapore's REITs and Property Trusts S-REITs sector declined 7% in total returns. Latest numbers from the IHIHS REIT index also revealed that more than 15% decline in total returns year to date. That's right. As the yield for risk-free investments like Treasury bond increases, the attractiveness of REITs tend to diminish. And with interest rates that are set to soar, S-REITs, which are traditionally seen as reliable income instruments, are starting to lose their appeal to investors. So against the backdrop of of the recent S-REITs sell-off, what should investors be doing now. Today we ask Kenny Lowe, REIT specialist and investment financial advisor. Welcome to the show, Kenny. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, thank you. Good morning, Rausan and Dan. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Kenny. We're excited to speak to you. Thank you so much for making time for us. Now, Kenny, there's so much to get stuck into, so I can't really ask you what you had for breakfast, so we're going to get stuck in straight away. Give us an overview of the current S-REIT market and how it has performed so far. Yeah, it has been a very volatile and also roller coaster for the past uh, one or two months. Basically, if you look at the REIT index itself, actually, they capitulate with a huge sell-off of uh, 70% in September. After breaking a support, if you look at the ST REIT index itself, the support level is about 790 to 800 level, and which has been holding very well for the past two years. Right after the sell-off, the REIT index itself reaching the two-year low of 660 points. And after that, the REIT index rebounded strongly with a gap out uh, for the past two weeks of about 11%. That's why you can see that more or less there is more or less a V-shaped recovery. And today, uh, this morning, and when I look at the REIT index itself, basically the rebound momentum is still continue. It looks like it will be showing a V-shaped rebound. All right, Kenny, thank you so much for the great analysis. Now, let's move on over to the, the US Fed's recent delivery of its fourth consecutive 75 basis point rate hike and likely to further rate hikes in December by probably 0.5%, but we're still looking at that. Now, what do you make of this and how much of a pullback in share prices of S-REITs are you expecting? I mean, how do you see them responding to this news? I think at the present moment, the REIT sector is in Singapore has already priced in this rate hike. Mm, okay. And and based on last Friday, if you look at the inflation, actually inflation come uh, lower than expected. Right. That caused the huge uh, relief rally on the U.S. stock itself. That's why Monday, the re-index have a gap up. And we, you can see the bullish momentum coming in. Yep. So at the present moment, actually the yield spread is pretty wide. It's, it's the sell-offs really overdone. And if you compare to the price to book uh, valuation and also distribution yield for the whole REIT sector itself, we are getting very close to the COVID crash level mm, right. in March 2020, which does not make sense because if you look at the whole macro environment and also the business environment, at the present moment, the whole uh, macro and business environment is much more better than a COVID crash because during COVID crash, everything locked down, the whole world economy has hotted and nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. Or at, the, at that point of time, of course, the sell-off is warranted and based on today's valuation, it doesn't really make sense to me. Right, so you're basically implying that the stocks or most of the REITs in the markets now are sort of undervalued, is that right? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's undervalued and close to the valuation is really close to the, the March 2020, which historical is close to the, based on my past tracking, is close to 10 years low. Now, if you're just joining us, it's Money FM 89.3, Money and Me, and we're speaking to Kenny Lowe, REIT specialist and independent financial advisor. Kenny, S REITs are commonly seen as a safe haven in periods of volatility and uncertainty, but recent weeks have shown that it has struggled to stand up against the aggressive rising interest rate environment and a potential recession. So, Kenny, what should investors do now? Is it the right time to buy the dip and have S REITs bottomed out? I think uh, it's important to do the bottom stock, bottom fishing. Uh, at the present moment, I, I'm currently doing a bottom fishing for myself and also for my client because at the end of the day, we are investing in REIT for its passive income for our retirement in future. So as long as the investor has not really achieved their passive income goal, mm. uh, probably maybe 10000 per month, that, that kind of target, they, first, first of all, they have to set a target first. Mm, wow. As long as they have not made the goal, and they can use this uh, price weakness to continue to accumulate more. Because investing in REIT is like investing in the uh, physical real estate, right? At the mm. present moment, if the price to go is 0.8, which means a 20% discount to the valuation. Mm. If you just think of it, if the property at the Orchard Road selling at the valuation is 1 million, the currently selling at 800,000, 20% discount, all right? At the same time that the, the macro environment allowed the landlord to really increase the rent, mm. which is happening in Singapore now, mm. right? And if you look at it, the valuation continue goes up, the rental continue goes up. Now the market gives you a huge discount because of the fear in the market. It's yeah. a good time to accumulate, nothing to worry about it. Yeah, certainly Singaporeans love a good discount as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, who wouldn't, right? <laughs> and Kenny, you know, but that raises the question as well because, you know, we're now thinking if we should be investing our cash into safer investment tools like T-bills and Singapore savings bonds, you know, maybe further wait out for further signs of recovery because the thing is now, Singapore savings bond, from what I'm looking at, the current return rate over 10 years for its latest auction is 3.47%. And for the T-bill, it's also at about 4%. So is it worthwhile taking on the risk? Yeah. How does it compare? Actually, there are pro and cons investing in T-bill, SSB, and also the REIT itself. For example, T-bill, T-bill is very sensitive to interest rate. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty short term. You're talking about six months and also one year. Yep. And uh, in the rising interest rate environment, of course, you can lock in the, the high interest rate. But how about six months later, uh, one year later after the mature? the TV will go down, all right? Yeah. So, so at the same time that uh, you cannot uh, really uh, liquidate a TV easily, if you want to liquidate in between, you need to sell at the market, you may, you may uh, suffer losses. So TV, if you want to invest in TV, need to make sure that we need to hold until maturity. So that's more on TV. It's very, very short term. Okay. For SSB, 3 point something percent at the present moment, uh, you can lock in for the next 10 years uh, around 3.3 or 4% if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Right? And the redemption period is only one one month. So I'm using SSP for my emergency fund mm, and right. at least that at least that you can lock in for the next 10 years. But but on another hand that you do not have an opportunity to, to participate in the capital appreciation, right? So so that is a disadvantage on the, the SSP itself. And another thing is if you have 200,000 at the present moment based on the last last uh, allocation, mm. I think that each individual investor allocated about 10,000 on it, right? Moving forward, I think the next month you'll be even lower because the interest rate is, is much higher than the, the last issue. Right. So that was the SSP portion. But when it comes to the REIT itself, at the present moment, because at the end of the day, you still the real estate is undervalued. If eventually the REIT you go back to 
the mean. That is the mean reversion. Mm. While waiting for the mean reversion, you are, you are able to enjoy at the present moment, average Singapore rate giving you 7.4%. Average. And some of the rate, even those blue chip rate, you give you 6% easily. And some of the uh, rate trade have the overseas property traded as high as 14% yield. So the yield spread is pretty wide and make it very attractive. So in short, invest in Singapore rate and give give an investor a chance to really participate in the upside at the same time to be rewarded to 6 to 7% yield while waiting. Right. So yeah, you're, you're basically telling us that you know it's worthwhile waiting for the capital appreciation in the long term as well, correct? Right, right, mm. right. Because at the same time, you still can get paid. If the dividend is much higher than your SSB. Yeah, okay. Wow, fascinating. Thank you for that, Kenny. Now, based on the recent reporting season, how do you think S-REITs performed? Were there any surprises or shocks that stood out for you? So far, no uh, big surprises. I would say that if you compare to year-on-year DPU mm. uh, growth, it's 50-50. Half of it uh, doing better compared to the past year uh, TTM trailing 12 months. Half of them uh, slightly uh, below the expectation. But something is more uh, noticeable will be the hospitality sector because right. we, we start off from a very low base. And of course, definitely uh, they perform much better during uh, this period. And moving forward, when if, if China is going to reopen, right? I think it's pretty soon because they cannot lock down forever. <laughs> and Chinese tourists, you really come to Singapore, you just look at it. Where can they go, right? U.S., China still having some conflict and Europe in a chaos. We have an energy crisis there. You have a war there. And when the China reopen out using a border, I think that most of them, they will really come to the Southeast Asia. And Singapore being uh, one of the top destinations for the China, China tourists, those hospitality sector and also retail sector in Singapore is expected to do well moving forward. Right. What about those in the industrial sectors for S-REITs? Because I believe that they've seen resilience despite the recent macro challenges. How do you see the sustainability of their profits in the long term? So far, based on the past earnings performance, they are still uh, giving good DPO. It's quite stable. It's not really impacted. And they are also able to pass some of the cost increase or inflation uh, by rising the rental to the tenant and also increasing the some of the service charges. So, I would say that those industrial REITs which have a very strong sponsor and also have very good track record, uh, basically they are able to weather through during this period. Uh, from the performance, we can see that, right? Because they are experienced enough to really have all different type of tools to really navigate during the high interest rate and also high inflation period. So especially when it comes to the hospitality sector, those hotel room rate, if you have a chance to really travel to overseas, maybe so for some of the US hotel, you can see that actually room rate is adjusted every day. They are able to adjust as quick as possible to really capitalize on, on, on pass on the cost to the, the traveler. Oh wow, that's very interesting. Now Kenny, at this present moment, are there any S-REITs that have the potential to withstand prolonged economic shocks and thrive amid high inflation? There are quite a number of them uh, mm. investors need to be be careful of because of their high gearing okay. and also a weakening economic environment because once your economic environment weakening, uh, potentially your future rental will be affected. That will affect your uh, valuation okay. because valuation is based on the discounted cash flow for the future and that will uh, decrease the rate uh, NAV, net asset value. And thus, you increase the gearing ratio, mm. right? So, so if they have a very short debt maturity profile, probably they have to uh, refinance at the higher interest rate because the creditor and also the bank, they are basically, they are look at your balance sheet to see whether you are strong or not strong before they can decide what kind of interest they'll charge you. 
Right. And, and at the same time, if they are, the interest coverage ratio is pretty low, that also indicates the weakness in terms of the cash flow generation. If they are not able to generate enough cash flow to really pay off all the, the coupon rate or also interest rate, then the REIT may have a trouble. They have to either sell the current property, that will further decrease the DPO, or they have to issue additional right during this market condition. It does not really make sense to really issue the right now because the share price is very low, right? But if they issue the right now, that will further depress the share price. So I don't think all, all the REIT managers want to do that. So it's not mm. uh, 100% within their control. So those REIT with poor fundamental investors really have to pay attention to, to it. Mm-hmm. Kenny, now to that end, which sectors look particularly attractive to you? Typically, I have three different uh, thematic play. Mm. The first thematic play, if the investor just want to have a really stable, that kind of predictable dividend, uh, basically just stay with the industrial sector. Because industrial mm. sector normally, but industrial sector means that we still need to look at those rates with a lot of business parts, yeah. right? Not all the all the flexible factory because those those that running up to all the SME, SME you have a tougher time navigating the recession period. But those big MNC tech sector with cash flow, they are able to really continue to their operation, and they can continue to pay renter. Mm. So industrial sector also need to be very selective. But if you are able to identify those blue chip uh, industrial REIT itself, uh, you should be able to have a very stable dividend, right? That is more on the stable dividend play. Mm. The next sector, a thematic, would be reopening play, right? Okay. I am banging a lot on China, right? Mm. Because when the China tourists come out, they will do revenge traveling yep. and also revenge spending. Yes, <laughs> we, of we course. We have done it before, right? Yeah, right. Right. So we cannot underestimate the, the consumption power or uh, spending power of all those China tourists. Certainly. That will help in the hospitality sector. Mm. Right. So mm. hospitality sector, we have to stay with those hospitality read that mm. have very wide exposure to really uh, maybe China tourists. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then the third thematic will be more on the e-commerce because e-commerce and also digitalization of the economy, you cannot run away from that, right? The world is going through the whole uh, technology transformation. Everything right. you go for digitalization, that will uh, require a lot of uh, data in our daily operation or daily usage. So data center will be another area I'm looking at for the growth purpose. So just to sum it up, the top three that Kenny is looking at, the first, industrial, the second is China, and the third are data centres. Now, Kenny, moving on to maybe slightly overseas, the Trill Singapore-listed real estate investment trust focused on the UK and Europe, Cromwell, European Reed, iRead Global and Elite Commercial have suffered a brunt of risk-off sell-off this year, and it shared between 21.6% and 30.8% to date. In your opinion, do you think this sell-off was overdone, and does this uh, look attractive to you now? Yeah, basically all those rates with overseas property, they are looks very attractive to, to me now, right? But for Europe itself, there's another uh, element, which is a currency, right? Because if we are the uh, Singapore investor, if you are looking for the dividend payout in Sing dollar itself, if you look at the Euro, Euro and also British pound, they depreciate a lot. So that may be another reason why the Singaporean investors should shun away from all this kind of uh, overseas property previously. But based on the current sell-off itself, if an investor have not really invested in those countries yet, the yield is pretty attractive, first thing. Second thing, the valuation is very cheap. And third thing, that we can really buy the euro currency and also British pound currency at a cheap. If you have a long-term horizon, why not? And invest and wait for the rebound of the currency and also rebound on the valuation. Eventually, they'll go back to the mean over the long term. 
Yep, that's certainly a very interesting thing to look out for. Now, Kenny, we've absolutely enjoyed this conversation with you, but unfortunately, time is tight and we have to ask you the final question as we step closer to the new year. How do you expect REITs to perform for 2023 and what buy, sell, whole indications should we look out for? I have a cautiously bullish view on the ASRI uh, itself because I study the past 10 years asset allocation return of a different asset class. So we used to perform very well for the past 10 years. And whenever the prior year has a huge sell-off, double-digit sell-off, the subsequent year for the next second year, third year, fourth year itself, the S-REIT sector or generally the, the whole REIT sector, you have a very strong rebound uh, on the subsequent years. So for me, basically, I'm using this opportunity to lock in the yield because the yield is pretty high. At the same time, you are buying some REIT or a property at a cheap valuation and just wait for it to recover. Do not really need to worry too much. And eventually, a property is being the property. Eventually, the valuation goes up and also the rental income goes up. That will translate the dividend growth in the future. All right. Thank you so much, Kenny, for today. We really, really enjoyed that great analysis of REITs from inside out. Today, we've been speaking to Kenny Lowe, REIT specialist and independent financial advisor. Thank you for your time today, Kenny. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Rosan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.